Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, August 25th, 2006. Hi, this is Michael Ozan, and on behalf of Mark Horseman and myself, welcome to Manager Tools. Manager Tools is a weekly podcast focusing on straightforward, no buzzword actions you can take each day to improve your management effectiveness. And today, we'll talk about what can appear to be an arcane art, running large meetings. When we conduct large meetings or offsites as part of our management consulting practice, we often hear people wonder out loud how they can be run so effectively. They start on time, they end on time, people remain energized, and we accomplish the stated objectives of the meeting. Well, effectively running a large meeting can sometimes seem like an arcane art, but it's not. Fortunately, there are a number of simple practices that vastly improve your ability to present and communicate effectively and achieve your objectives painlessly. Over the course of the next several months, we'll have a lot more to say about running large meetings and presentations, but today, we'll cover the first of these techniques, the greeting. We've been really struggling on how to what to what to call this particular series? I guess we're we're gonna do and, and yeah, um, yeah, how to present it. I asked you about this because you've been very successful in presenting to large groups of people, and I'm talking, you know, right. twenty people when you're doing training or twenty, you're, forty, sixty, maybe even eighty on the big yeah. side. I mean, and, and hypothetically, Mike, you could use this for two hundred if you've got somebody there for a conference for instance this is the way to to structure and handle a conference but if you're an individual yeah 20 40 60 something like right. that right so 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 we're going to talk about they're kind of meeting skills but these are for large groups of people um right. and uh, maybe meetings that have a higher level of participation from the participants than maybe a, a typical boardroom like meeting Right. Um, Yeah, I I think we ought to call this running large meetings. Um, And and we can't just call it presenting because we're not just talking about presentation skills. We're talking about uh, if you're running the meeting, how to greet people outside the door, um, uh, you know, how to handle ground rules, how to use a parking lot, which is a great meeting technique. We've talked about it before, but we'll recur to it in this cast. We'll talk about energizers, how to structure an agenda, how to handle breaks, um, how to answer questions. I, I'm amazed by this, Mike. People just don't know that there is a, a more effective way to handle questions when you're presenting in front of an audience. Yeah, well, what, when, uh, when I was reviewing uh, some of the notes that you prepared for this cast, I was looking at going, oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> and I've seen, and I, you know, I've seen it. You do it a hundred times, and um, even though I've observed a lot, you go like, "Oh, hmm, he didn't do that by mistake. <laughs> that was planned." Yeah, yeah. In fact, I, I, my worry—that's what's why I say that I think the naming is important, and you know, uh, um, presenting to large audiences or running large meetings is probably the best way to describe it. Um, but the problem is, so often people are focused on the details of their of their presentation and then of course they use spreadsheets and powerpoint presentations which again i i get apoplectic when that (laughs) happens it's like gee it really is all about you mr presenter it's not about the audience because we can't read that spreadsheet um no matter how big you present it in front of us on the wall or on your screen or what have you um 
but 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 they get you know the great you know great thing about that though is it, people still do it uh, i know one particular presenter who did it every single time and every single time as soon as the slide came up the first words out of his mouth were hey i'm i'm sorry you can't read this oh. <laughs> but he did it every single time oh. <laughs> yeah that that seems to me to be really obvious ineffective behavior um repeated over and over again there's got to be there's got to be a a word for that. I don't know what it is, but it, it's not a pleasant word, that's for sure. Um, but the problem is, what they end up doing, Mike, is, is, is the, the, these larger meetings always start poorly, and then they finish worse because they start late and they finish way later because the presenter thinks it's only about their particular content rather than the fact that if you get 20 or 40 people in a room and you haven't thought about structure and layout and, and really how to crisply start things, to send a message to, to, to say this is a professional um, effort we're engaged in here and there are certain things that we do that make make us more effective um, I, I just think that uh, it, I don't care how good your content is um, you know if you go more than two hours and, and I'm amazed at the number of meetings that go three and four and five hours long without a break it's just it just boggles my mind um, and and everybody knows it Every, everybody's been in the audience but somehow when you get it's like amnesia it's speaker amnesia people get up in the front of the room and are just like well, you know, I'm just going to go through my stuff. And, and really what it says is they're not ready to present. Um, because if they were truly ready to present, if they truly knew their content and they knew how to deliver um, more than an hour's worth of content, whether it be persuasive or instructive or background or what have you, they would then be able to focus on the logistics, if you will, the operational aspects of the meeting, not the content, but the operational aspects of a larger meeting, which if done well, and that's what we're going to, we're going to talk about in these series of casts, it went done well. They disappear behind the scenes, but people come away from the meeting going, man, that meeting was great. Um, I don't, I don't know what happened, but boy, that was really, really good. And that's that to me, that's the ideal. Um, kind of feedback. The, the structure, the the content, the, the structure, and the operational issues uh, sort of fade into the background and become um, just simply a platform for for better content delivery. Is really what it boils down to. Right. Okay. So so we we have a number of of topics along, yes. along this line, yes. um, and we're not going to cover them all today. We're we're I, I got to imagine there's got to be at least three hours of. Material. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right, and that's a lot of that's a lot of podcasts. Um, um, particularly if we keep happy all the people who say that their commute is 22 minutes, and it really irritates them when our, our shows go to 25 or 30 minutes. Um, um, so, but yeah, we've got a number of topics, and we'll break them down very granularly so that people can can uh, get to them easily. Even though uh, over the over time, this series will explain everything. But we're going to start with uh, um, the basics: H- how to greet people. Believe it or not, if you're going to be presenting, or if other people are going to be presenting for that matter, and you're responsible for meeting, you should be greeting people outside of the room, wherever the the room might be. So again, this probably wouldn't apply to a small group of four people meeting for three hours. Uh, in a non-off-site situation. Um, this is, again, those larger meetings, those larger presentations. We're going to talk about how to greet. We're going to talk about how to welcome. There is the right place to stand in the room when you welcome an audience. Um, uh, how to deliver the purpose of the meeting. How to run an agenda. In other words, how to structure the agenda, how to put it up, how to walk through it, and so on. How to discuss ground rules, um, uh, which is a facilitated uh, a 
part of the meeting, and it's critical that it happen early because it's a practice for the the rest of the meeting, which can be very interactive. Uh, and then within within ground rules, there are some things that are, in my opinion, absolutely inviolable, like having a parking lot, which I believe we talked about in our meetings cast uh, quite a bit ago. Um, how to have breaks. Um, there's some general rules about how often to have breaks in longer and larger meetings. How to do icebreakers, which we've recurred to before. Um, how to deliver content. Now, we obviously, we can't cover all the content in the world, but we're going to spend some time. We have a cast about how to handle um, the basics of content to get the presenter in the right frame of mind. We're also, in addition to that, it'll probably be in the same cast, we're going to talk about one of my pet peeves, which is the, the difference between B delivery and do delivery. It tends to focus more on training, but... But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that related to content in some one of these one of these casts in the future. Um, we'll also talk about how to do energizers, which are a special kind of break that people tend to forget and, uh, in my opinion, really miss a miss an opportunity. How to structure your room. Different rooms for different size audiences, obviously. But if you don't know what the four circle rule is, you definitely need to listen to this cast. There is something called the four circle rule. Um, how to use audio visual. Uh, Mike, what is it that people think that they can stand in front of their own slides with a, with a spreadsheet painted across their face and expect people to take them seriously? I mean, really, what is that? Um, I had somebody tell me once, get this, Mike, they told me, well, I watched a Tom Peters presentation, and he stood in front of his visuals, and, and the visuals weren't projected on him. I said, oh, well, okay. So in other words, it was a rear projecting projection device. Yeah, that's what it was. So, But yours isn't a rear projecting device. Yours is actually a, a, a slide presenter attached to your laptop, presenting it you know, like, like a projector onto the front of the screen. Oh, I didn't know that it made a difference. I figured you could stand in front of it if you wanted to. Well, you know, there are days when I hear stuff like that and I just say, well, I'm never going to achieve my objective of helping all the managers <laughs> I possibly can. Um, we'll talk about delivery. Uh, we'll talk about, about presenter delivery in one of our cast. And... How to answer questions. Um, there is, a, there is a, a very effective way to handle a question, even a zinger question, even a negative question from the audience, which I think is, is, is very, very powerful. Um, and and we'll, uh, when we cover the Energizer posts and, and uh, um, some of the room discussions, we'll, po we'll post on the website some details of... of uh, some things that will help your room and, and the energizers be more effective. We have some sample energizers and icebreakers that will be, I think, helpful for people. So obviously, as I, as, as I think it's pretty clear, a lot of topics. <laughs> oh, oh, we're not going to cover all that no, today? No, no. Well, we could, but it'll take, you know, if you want, it'll just be like eight minutes and I'll just read real fast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's, okay, so I think, I, I think folks by now probably have a pretty good idea what we're going to cover over... A, a number of casts spread out over a number of right. months. Um, so today, let's we'll see how far we can get. But let's start with. Uh, it's always starting at the beginning is never a bad idea. So, uh, how to greet people? That seems like fairly straightforward, easy thing. Yeah, you know, walk up, say hello, and point them to where their seat is and tell them to sit down. Okay, right? but but nobody does it. So yeah, it's easy. But hey, if it's easy and nobody does it, well, you know. 
What do, why, why we even bother talking about it? I'll tell you, I'm amazed at the number of people who come to, oh, they're often in hotels or, or they're, they're uh, you know, in, in an offsite conference center, or, or maybe they're just in another building and everybody goes across to another building on a corporate campus and, and you're running the meeting and people know that the meeting's in this particular room, or, or although, well, let me put it this way, we hope they know that the meeting is in a specific room because you actually have signs put up um, although I'm stunned again that people don't put signs up. They just assume everybody will know where it is. Um, and, and there's a point to signs that we'll come back to on why signs are important that have nothing to do with your audience but really makes a difference. But, but yeah, look, people come, they see the room, and, and if, if they know it's going to be an all-day meeting, how many people who get there at a quarter of eight, if the meeting's starting at eight, want to go in and sit down in, in probably what amounts to a very uncomfortable chair 15 minutes early? The fact is they don't. Um, on the other hand, if you're not outside the room greeting them, they don't feel like the room is necessarily welcoming because, again, they don't know if they're in the right place. They don't know if they're the first person. They don't like that at all. Um, they don't want to be thought of as the only person who has nothing else to do today. Um, and so an effective presenter for a large meeting is going to be outside of his or her room and greet every single participant. Now, now look, unfortunately, this means you need to be ready well in advance of your meeting. If you expect people to start showing up 15 minutes in advance, you need to be ready a half an hour before your meeting starts. So all your AV needs to be done, your audiovisual needs to be done, any packets that you're going to put out on people's chairs need to be out. Uh, all of your devices that you're going to use need to be neatly arranged. Your personal equipment and gear and so on needs to be stored out of the way. You don't sit it on top of a of a um, one of the tables in the room. Uh, there should be a neatness and an orderliness to it. And I'm sorry, here we are. I'm already getting ahead and talking about how the room should be set up. But all that needs to be done so that you can pause and take a deep breath before your well before a half an hour is my my general rule of thumb before your meeting starts. So you're able to be out in the hallway or out in the anteroom or out in the foyer, ready to greet all of your participants. And it's probably worth talking a little bit about here because it, it strikes me, and you and I are on the different end of the spectrum in terms of the DISC model. We're not going to go right. into DISC, but you know, roughly 50% of the folks are probably people-focused. Right. That, that's you. And 50% of the folks are task-focused, and that is clearly right. me. And so I, I think a lot of people like me Think think more about that. The purpose of the meeting is for me to get through the task, yeah. to, get, to get the content yes. out, and don't think at all about the, nece- the necessity of having a relationship with folks in the in the audience. And this particular part of the the meeting, the the, the greeting, is where you can go a long ways toward establishing a relationship. I'm very impressed, Mike. I've, I I just heard you talking about the importance of relationships. I, I'm very I. It kills me. Uh, yeah, it was difficult. I know. You were outside your comfort zone, right? Well, well, well you know, example of that, we worked at a corporate client a couple of weeks ago, and um, prior, you know, you were working on getting the, the room set up, and so I was in the position of, of having to engage behaviors that are just are not my right. tendency, which is to do all right. the greeting. Um, so it can be done, and most folks would have guessed at that, that point that I was a very good guy. Yes. Outgoing, you know, friendly guy focused on people versus task. Um, so you don't have to nat- have natural inclinations. You just have to 
engage effective behavior, which is yeah, what we talk about and in all a, the time. Yeah, and in a, a breaking our arm, patting ourselves on the back moment, which I hope people don't think we do too often. Um, uh, what happened after you did that? What did I say to you? You gave That's some exactly feedback. right. I said, can I give you some feedback? <laughs> when you do that, which I know is not in your comfort zone, and everybody feels welcomed, uh, it makes things go much, much better. And if you remember, that client loved us. I mean, they just absolutely ate it up. Um, and, I, and I firmly believe that while the content that we were delivering is powerful, the fact that you greeted everyone and said, hey, we're normal people, we're, you're not going to get to know us when we're standing in front of the audience, um, that, we're, you know, we're we're fine. You'll, you'll discover we don't have two heads. That's a huge, huge thing. And, and let's talk about a little bit differently. You bring up the disc profile in this case, and and I think it's a good point to make. If you're a task focused person, um, or if you're a people focused person, let me ask you for, for a second, Mike, let's say we're having a meeting of 40 people and and you're presenting, um, you're presenting your new strategy. Maybe you're a director and you're presenting to your managers and their direct reports about the new quarterly strategy. Um, Maybe you're running the meeting. There are actually three presenters. You only have two of the eight hours of the day, um, but it's your meeting to run. Okay, um, and there's going to be forty people in the room. Um, what is the purpose or the goal of that meeting? Purpose of the goal of that meeting. In this is the is the purpose to, get, to well, present information to the audience? Well, the purpose is for. Um, no, the purpose is for them to understand. Yes, exactly right. So you start the per- you start you literally start the statement of what the purpose is with them. In other words, the audience. We're talking about people. I don't care whether you're a high D or a C or an I or an S. It doesn't matter. When you are having a meeting, the purpose is about the audience. And if you don't spend any time thinking about the audience and what you can do to increase their retention then you're missing the fundamental core purpose for everybody being there. It's not about presenting. It's not about slides. It's not about spreadsheets. It's not about PowerPoint. It's not about coffee. It is literally about the audience. And if you make people feel uncomfortable when they first walk into the room, and and everybody who's listening to this cast right now has seen it happen. They're standing inside a room kind of milling around waiting for people, um, whether they're senior or junior, it doesn't matter. And there are people standing outside and they kind of look in the room, but it's a few minutes before it's going to start and, and, and they don't they don't come in. And, and you're thinking to yourself, why, why won't they come in? What, what's going on here? Well, it's because they're uncomfortable. That's why we greet people. Because in the end, as you say, the meeting is all about them. And anything you can do to make them more comfortable is good for them and their learning with you today. Yeah. Beautiful. So that was the perfect setup, Mike. Well done. <laughs> well done. If we'd had that scripted, I'd really, or I would have just said, well, that's great. But that was perfect ad lib. Um, okay. So so look, you, you've got to be ready a half an hour in advance so that you can be outside your room and greet every single person. Okay. Now, Let's be clear, Uh, going back to your point about some people are more task focused and some people, or or putting it differently, some people have to get out of their comfort zone for this. Well, in in, in true manager tool style, what does it mean to greet somebody? What what are the the, the, the standards? In other words, what are the go, no go, the check the box, yes, you did this, or no, you didn't? It's not just saying, hi, come on in, hi, come on in. You know, that's not greeting people. That's being a bellman. 
okay? We, we don't want that. We want you to greet each individual so that each individual feels welcome. And in fact, of course, the first thing on the agenda is a welcome, but it's a group welcome. And in group welcomes, again, the first thing on the agenda at 8 o'clock, it'll say welcome. Um, in group welcomes, some people don't feel included. It's just the nature of the, the uh, us as humans. So you've got to do the greeting in order to create an individual relationship. And if you know your audience well, I mean, literally, it could be people you all know. It could be a national sales manager shaking everybody's hand and say, hi, Bob, how are you? Come on in. Good to see you again. Um, or, you know, gosh, great. Thanks for being down here. I know you flew in late last night, whatever the case might be. Um, it's For those where you already know the audience, where there's a good relationship, it really sends an important message about I'm going to be presenting to you. I'm going to treat you special. Um, you're coming into something different and special rather than just letting people come in and you're running around setting up your room. So there's a, there's a bunch of powerful, um, unconscious, motivational pieces related to this how to greet. But, but again, in true manager tools fashion, what do you do when you meet each attendee, whether you've already know them or whether you're greeting them for the first time to introduce yourself, what, what are the steps? What, what, what do we use as, as checkpoints? And, he, and here they are. First, you should make eye contact with each attendee. Now, what often happens, Mike, I'm sure you know this, is that the presenter's outside and he's making eye contact or she's making eye contact with everybody, but then looking away real quickly. Which that, you know, that, that, that doesn't work. We're talking about making eye contact with the intent of shaking hands and introducing yourself, okay? So first we make eye contact, and then what do smart people who, who care about their audience, who care about the experience that other people have when they're with them, what do smart people, now I'm not saying what all people are naturally inclined to do, I'm saying, Mike, what do smart people do when they make eye contact with someone whom they wanna have a better relationship or with whom their relationship is important in terms of imparting information? What do they do when they make eye contact or immediately after their eyes meet? They smile. There you go. And you know, I, I am stunned by the number of people who are so busy thinking about their content that they don't smile. They're, well, you know, I'm busy thinking about what I gotta present and blah, blah, blah. No, in this moment, it's all about relationships. Your content is done. You should know your content cold well before you ever get up in front of a group. You should know it the night before, in fact, and have rehearsed, and we'll talk about that. But when you're greeting people, you make eye contact and then you immediately smile. Okay. Now, let's continue with the whole, assuming that we either already know this person or we've never met them, what's the natural human interaction that happens after we make eye contact and we smile? It's shake hands. There you go. Right? Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not rocket science. You simply shake hands. Now, we already have, I, I think, do, do we not have a two-part podcast on handshakes? Um. I don't know if it's two parts, but it's... But it was long. Uh, 40 minutes. For, for, <laughs> 40, yeah, I thought it might have been 50 minutes, but okay, 40 minutes. Maybe. Um, um, yeah, um, I, I remember I remember you telling me in advance, oh, what, what, was it going to be 10 minutes long? Oh, no. <laughs> you're, talk, <laughs> you're talking to the king of over-analysis when it comes to human interaction. It's How gonna can you be... talk for 40 minutes about shaking hands? <laughs> but we did. <laughs> exactly, we did. Um, and it's one of our most popular casts. It gets downloaded a ton. And, and that's great. Um, okay, so we make eye contact, we smile, we shake hands, 
and and I'm just we're going to recur to that podcast a little bit. You step forward quickly. Um, if you're in the foyer of if you're in a wide hallway outside of a hotel meeting room or conference room, stepping forward quickly uh, eliminates any question in their mind that you are going to greet them, and it sends a message about purpose and energy that I think is really really important. And and I'll, I'll touch on them here because because they are part of a greeting, and that is uh, those people who are really interested in making a connection with people will raise their eyebrows. Uh, it's a very, very powerful step. I, I, Mike, did we cover that in the Handshake podcast? I, About raising I, your eyebrows? Uh, we may. I don't remember, though, to be yeah, honest with I, okay. I don't think so. Let, let me just spend a minute on this because, again, this is Mark the king of overanalysis when it comes to interpersonal relationships. And the reason I do that is because I want to persuade people, and some people are persuaded by data. The second most powerful facial expression you can give to another human being in your first 90 seconds of interaction with them after smiling is to raise your eyebrows. When you smile at somebody, whether they, whether they realize it or not, they literally lower their defenses as a function of they have endorphins released in their brain because human beings like to be around other human beings. And when a human smiles at another, it sends a message of trust or respect or warmth, whatever words you want to use. And that causes endorphins to be released. You can literally, I know it sounds terrible and it violates the horseman umbrella rule, but you can literally make somebody feel something simply by smiling at them. Their body, the endorphins in their brain, responds um, subconsciously. They don't even have to do anything with it. But the second most powerful thing you can do is to raise your eyebrows. And there's a reason for this. The reason that it actually creates a response in the other person is because eyebrows are meant to protect one's eyes. When a human being, in interacting with another human being in a close physical space, um, raises their eyebrows, the other human being has an immediate subconscious biological response, which is, oh, uh, they are lowering their defenses to me because, of course, their eyebrows are going further away from their eyes. And in raising your eyebrows, your eyes are naturally become more open. And when your eyes become more open, you're sending a message saying, I want to know more about you. So raising your eyebrows, and you know, I always joke when I present this in front of an audience in terms of meeting people for the first time, I say, okay, let's everybody practice. Everybody raise their eyebrows a few times. Uh, and that gets a good laugh. Um, <laughs> I can just see people right now driving down the road, raising their eyebrows, um, practicing. I'm, Do, I'm, I'm doing it right now. On the- <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Do my eyebrows actually go up? Yes, folks, your eyebrows go up. Um, if you're asking that question, it's because they don't go up often enough when you're meeting people for the first time. Um, so, yes, we want to raise our eyebrows. It's a very powerful greeting technique um, for, from the king of overanalysis yet again. Um, and then lastly, if you're greeting somebody for the first time, um, you definitely want to say your name and you want to ask their name. Hi, I'm Mark. It's nice to meet you. And then when the person says, as, as so often technical people do, Mike, and I wish I could just, there are sometimes I just want to grab them by the lapels if they have on a coat. So, you know, I, I, I'm meeting them for the first time. I've raised my eyebrows. I smiled. I stepped toward them and I stick out my hand and say, hi, I'm Mark. And the person says back, hi. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, did you ever go to professional school? Did you ever go to human behavior one-on-one? When somebody says their name to you that you've never met, you're supposed to say a name back? Okay, I don't even care if it's yours. Just please say a name. It's actually, many people consider it rude. It's as if you are telling them, I am so important. You should give me your name, but I don't have to give you my name back. Well, since that's never true in the business world, 
We're not talking about the CIA or MI5 or something like that or the Mossad. Um, uh, because that's never true in the business world, choosing not to share your name is not just an inadvertent faux pas. It's a polite slap in the face or an impolite slap in the face. Well, I, I, hope there, I hope this point just doesn't just uh, pass by folks without them noticing. I, I, there's probably, again, there's probably 50% of our listening audience that ought to pay particular attention to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm still, you know, in my business, Mike, in our business, we... we one of the things, we shouldn't be surprised very often. And this is one of those things that I keep thinking, surely everybody knows this by now. Um, but of course, they don't. Um, and, and you know what? I bet you there are some people in the audience. We've had, you know, uh, you and I have had discussions before about this whole interest in generational differences in workers. And some people would say, some, some of the more senior workers would say, oh, the younger workers don't do this well. I got to tell you, I, I see this in all ages. Uh, in all backgrounds, uh, some people just aren't sensitive to how to introduce yourself to another person. Maybe we, maybe we ought to do a cast just on just on that. Um, but in any event, you offer your name. Now, obviously, if you know the person, you you can say hi, Bob. How are you? And you don't have to say your name. But but if you're meeting somebody for the first time, you you use your name. If you're if if you've already met them, you must say their name. Um, a person's name to that person is the sweetest sound in any language. Let's start the presentation off well. Um, let's greet them and use a word that they really like to hear, which is their own name. And that's it. You should meet everybody. You should step forward. You should raise your eyebrows. You make eye contact. You smile. In, in certain cases, you use your name. In certain cases, you use their name. Um, and you greet every single person. And, and it could be as simple as welcome, come on in, grab a seat. Thanks, glad you're here. Thank you for being early. Um, that's it. You, you, that's what you do when you're presenting to a larger audience, or maybe you're not presenting, but you're hosting a meeting with other presenters. You should be greeting. We recommend you greet every single person that comes, with, with an exception. And when it's two minutes before the meeting, you need to stop greeting people and go inside. Yes, it's entirely possible. Let me make this clear now to answer questions in advance. It's entirely possible that there will be a line of people that will, in terms of you wanting to greet everybody, particularly if you don't know everybody, um, and, and that's totally okay. If you end up creating a line as people come into the room so that you can meet everybody, that's completely reasonable. People don't mind queuing up if their presenter is outside shaking hands. It's reasonable. Now, if you know everybody, you, a couple of your people you know well, your direct reports, your peers, your boss can slip into the room, um, that's fine. That's not the end of the world. But if you don't know people, it's completely reasonable for them to queue up so that everybody can meet you. Or, or if somebody tries to go around the queue, you can say, I'm sorry, just let me introduce myself real quick. I just want to say hello before we get started today. It's a very kind, it's a very generous, it's a very warm gesture, and it tends to start things off on a much better foot when you stand in front of the audience and welcome them. Yeah, I, I've seen the same person um, do you know con do a meeting without without greeting folks, and a couple weeks later, after having gone through this greeting, and the change in the atmosphere in the meeting is you know it's palpable. Yeah, it's, it's palpable. Amazing. Yeah, and and it just seems you think to yourself, well, gosh, what is it about the change? Well, it's how people feel about being in the room with you. I wish it weren't so. I wish everybody would just come in and turn on their brains and take the information and we could wire it directly to them. But, but unfortunately, this whole human being thing makes things tougher. <laughs> so look, the game we're playing is with humans, so we're going to play the game and we're going to play it well. And this is how professionals do it. Great. All right, man. Thanks. You bet. All right. See you later. 
Well, that's it for the greeting. We have a lot more to cover in the coming months, but for now, put the greeting into practice and notice how the rest of the meeting just magically appears to go better. Almost as if relationships do matter, even during a presentation. You know, please do let us know about your experience with this on the discussion forums, www.manager-tools.com slash forums. Your experiences and insights will be incredibly valuable to the entire community, and we do hope you take a minute to share. For now, thanks for listening, and we'll talk again soon. Until then, so long.